Hey there, before we dive into today's episode, I want to share with you some super cool news and some information about a service I've been using. The Content Entrepreneur Research is out. Books are among the top three most profitable and most utilized tactics to monetize your already existing content. Having a book can help you land speaking gigs of your dreams, spark new funnels for prospective clients, or take what you already have and create a digital product. But honestly, the book process can be super daunting. At a conference last year, I came across Lulu. I had no idea who they were and struck up a conversation with one of their team members who were so kind and amazing. They had all these examples at their table of how content creators had taken their expertise and created books, journals, planners, and so much more. I instantly knew we had to turn our simple pin planner into a physical copy. And Lulu was going to make it so much easier than I had imagined. Whether you already have content prepared or you're starting from scratch, either way, getting your expertise into a printed book with Lulu has never been easier and more profitable. Their e-commerce plugins make it super easy for you to publish your book and sell it directly to your fans from your own site while they handle all the printing and shipping on the back end. We use their Shopify integration and it is so slick and easy. Plus, we can do any updates that we need to do along the way. You keep 100% of creative control, 100% of your customer data, and 100% of your profits. Go create a free account today at lulu.com to get started or scroll down below in your podcast app and get started today. You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking Pinterest numbers. That's right, Pinterest released its Q4 2023 results. And I think somewhere I predicted that they would hit 500 million monthly users, and I actually can't even remember where I said it. But today, we're going to talk about the real number they hit. Before we dive in, though, I want to let you know that um, February is our sweet sale on our accelerator package. I shared this in the last podcast. You may have heard me talk about it. Maybe not. But the accelerator package is essentially when clients come to us, we evaluate a whole suite of things, their account, their images, their connections with the shop, their tag, their analytics, their keywords, and their actual strategy. So in six to eight weeks, we optimize all of that. And then at the end of those six to eight weeks, a lot of our clients go on to monthly management or they might outsource to their team. We created this accelerator package because we found that just going straight into monthly management without a lot of these really fundamental things set up actually put the account at a disadvantage. Whereas if our clients go through this accelerator, ensuring optimization, they build momentum much quicker. So this month in February, we are offering $200 off the accelerator package if you book a call and services before the end of February. So go to simplepinmedia.com slash services to talk to our team about what is best. The accelerator might not be right for you, but one of our other packages might. They are equipped to help you figure it out and guide you in the right direction. All right, let's talk numbers. 
So Pinterest released 2023 Q4 earnings report, and it is good news. So we're going to break down the nitty gritty of what that good news is, what it means for you as a marketer, and why these are good signs and not bad. So one of the things that I've talked about in the past is that I like to look at these financial quarterly kind of investor reports because it tells me about the health of the company. It also gives us a little bit of a sneak peek into what they've been working on, what their objectives are going forward, and how outside investors view the platform. If they see it as really viable, if they see it as healthy and strong, and then what the CEO has to say. Pinterest in probably 18 months ago, June of 22, their original founder and CEO, Ben Silverman, stepped aside to let Bill Reddy take the helm as the CEO of Pinterest. He has a Google background, PayPal background, and in the last 18 months, he's essentially been stacking his C-suite team, his whole leadership team. A lot have come from PayPal, a lot have come from Google. But one of the interesting things that I've seen between the previous CEO and this new CEO is Bill because, you know, we're on a first name basis now, because one time he DM'd me on LinkedIn. No joke. I'll tell you that story later. But one of the things I like about his leadership is it seems very steady, very strategic, and things are moving forward faster than they were before, which I imagine if you start your company, there's a different level of risk you're willing to take, how far you're willing to push the company. There's a lot of things that I think probably an owner struggles with, as opposed to a new fresh CEO that has come in. So these quarterly results or quarterly earnings calls give us the opportunity to hear from this new CEO. So here's what Bill Reddy said. In Q4, our team executed well against our strategic priorities, growing user engagement, gaining further traction with our lower funnel advertising offsprings, offerings, not offsprings, offerings, and delivering on operational efficiency. That I have definitely seen. Our efforts to grow users and deepen engagement continue to yield strong results. All right, so here are kind of the 13 or so things that we called out from the report. And if you want to read these, get links to them. I will put the links below in your podcast app. You can just scroll below and you will find those there. Um, Okay, so number one, we have, this is my favorite, the monthly active users grew to 498 million. So it wasn't 500,000 or 500 million, like I predicted, but 498 million, which is an 11% increase from the previous quarter. This is the strongest quarterly growth Pinterest has seen since Q1 of 2021. What was happening in Q1 of 2021? Pinterest was growing off the pandemic like crazy. So we saw a huge growth in 2020, beginning of 21, and then we saw a decrease. And to have an 11% increase in a quarter since 2021 is great news. So that means how many people monthly are active users on the platform? 
which Pinterest said in its quarterly earnings call is that they want to call people back to the platform a little bit more often than they are. So the Pinterest user usually visits the platform, I think I've heard three to four times a week, as opposed to me visiting Instagram three to four times in an hour, right? Well, while they don't want that type of Instagram habit, they do want people to come back a little bit more often. And he made mention in the earnings call that they're starting to see that start to happen again. It's also important to note that they're also not just looking at USA and Canada, but they're looking at the growth across the world. And so we'll share some graphs in the blog post, but it looks like there are 95 million monthly active users in Q4 of 2022. And it looks like um, in Q4, they don't have that listed there, but there was 97 million in Q4 in 2023. So we see this increase of about 2 million over the year. We also look at Europe. Europe grew by about 11 million, which was pretty cool. And then it looks like the rest of the world took a jump of about 35 million. That was pretty cool. However, as far as revenue, and this is our second point, Q4 revenue was 981 million. It grew by 12%. This is continued double digit revenue growth in the second half of this year. Even though the number of users in the USA and Canada are less than in Europe, USA and Canada drove most of that revenue. So Europe and Canada were second, or Europe was second, but the USA and Canada was definitely first. The third thing that we took away from the earnings call was that they gave the new users reason to stick around and engage. So this is what I was talking about a second ago. Their user engagement grew by enhancing human curation and investing in some unique features. So we'll talk about those features in just a minute. But essentially, they wanted to deeper the time that people spent on the platform, but also the quality. Like they want to make it good content that these people are interested in, especially amongst Gen Z users. So you're going to hear that a couple of times. They're really going after Gen Zers. They see this as a place to really hit this market that's been overly saturated with TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, anything that's been pretty toxic to their life. Pinterest wants to set on the outs of that and say, we're going to be the positive platform. In fact, I brought this up in a recent podcast interview that at the beginning of February, you saw the CEOs of Meta, X, Snapchat, Discord. They were all there to talk about how their platforms have contributed to the toxic environment that Gen Z has found themselves in that's resulted in bullying has resulted in suicide, all of these things that are really negative effects that the social media platforms have had. Pinterest was not amongst that. They were not called there. And that is because they are making significant gain in really making sure that they are a positive environment for the people who use the platform, which think about it, there's no conversation. I mean, there's some comments, but there's nobody bullying. There's no DMs that really even matter. And they're pretty much blocked. You can't even see them anyway. And you get to curate your own life. So they're really, that is their big thing. They want to give new users reasons to join and existing users reasons to stick around. Okay, number four 
is they made significant advancements on the shoppability of the platform, which makes sense with all the people that Bill has hired to stack the team. So the shoppability was enhanced by featuring shopping content more. So you could see it more readily, more easily, which increases engagement. They say users showed a higher rates of clicking and saving shoppable items, which is indicating their intent to take action. So I can't remember if it was a year ago, but they bought a software that would allow them to get really good data off of people's saves and their intent and give them a more personalized shopping result. So they're continuing to improve on that. Number five is improvements were made to search capabilities. So they wanted to test more AI-based search guides. They wanted to refine searches. And they wanted to enhance the user experience by guiding them closer to where they wanted to go with their content or their purchase. So essentially, they're saying, we want to make sure that if you're searching for a bathroom remodel, we want to kind of surround you with everything that we think you'd like in that aesthetic that you're looking for, the types of things that might be included in a bathroom remodel, maybe some candles and some really great, um, I guess, decorations for your bathroom. They want to get smarter at that. They don't want you to be searching for your bathroom remodel and have you also looking at a breakfast muffin recipe. So that's not smarter. That's just a little bit weird. The sixth thing is they said collage pins peaked engagement and enhanced shopability. Collage pins were added earlier this year. And frankly, I have not messed around with them much. I'm going into my app right now because my collage pins feature has moved about 17 times. So right now, when you hit the plus button at the bottom of your app, you can pin or you can do a collage or you can do a board. Collages, what they say is um, they had a three time higher likelihood of saving a collage pin compared to other pins. Additionally, about 75% of collages feature product pins indicating user intent towards shoppable content and engagement. So they're saying they're seeing some movement here, particularly when it aligns with shoppability. So if you're going to create a collage around decorating a bathroom. Let's say that you are a content creator that helps people really figure out how they can design their dream bathroom. If you were to create a collage with a lot of those products in there, and then you could probably save it to, you could put it, I can't remember actually. I believe that you can link it back to your website, but don't quote me on that. Excuse me, I've not linked in too much to collages, but just know that you can play around with this. It is something that Pinterest is still prioritizing. Okay, this is an interesting one. Number seven, they added a new organization feature, which increased the rate of board creation. So we haven't seen any emphasis on board creation in the past, but it says Pinterest introduced its first auto organization feature using AI to suggest boards by grouping similar pins based on users' past saves. This resulted in nearly a 30% increase in board creation from pinners. I have not seen this feature in real life, and I don't know if that's something that a business account would see or a personal account would see. But essentially what it's saying is that, hey, Kate, you've been saving this bathroom remodel pins over and over again. You should create a bathroom remodel board. That's what I'm thinking it's like. Maybe I have seen that, but... Regardless, what they're saying is that that 
they've seen a 30% increase in board creation, which is what they want. They want more boards created so that they can really drill down to what people are interested in. Number eight is all about video content. So Pinterest is saying that video content is driving increased engagement and monetization. I will tell you in looking at a few of our clients' data just recently, that is true. The one account that's doing video is doing well. The one account that is not doing video is not doing well. Same niche, right? They're working on it. They know the marching orders. They're going to work on video. We did have a period last week, I believe, where everybody was talking about on our team, video views kind of going down suddenly. I don't know if that was a weird glitch or what, but just know that sometimes that can happen. It might not be anything you're doing. It could just be something that's happening on the platform. Um, Pinterest says video remains a significant revenue source comprising over 30% of Pinterest revenue. AI-driven improvements ensure relevant content delivery, balancing video, and still imagery effectively. This strategy has led to the platform's recent user growth surge, particularly amongst Gen Z, who favor content. So when I'm assuming they say like 30% of Pinterest revenue, they are making money off of um, video ads or ads that are playing in those videos. I know a while ago when I was watching some videos on Pinterest, there were ads mid point in some of those videos, even though they were short. So that could be why they're, they're getting companies that are inserting those ads. Not quite sure. I need to do a little bit more investigative work on that. But takeaway for content creators or e-commerce sellers who have a content arm, create video. Full stop. Number nine, back to Gen Z. The Gen Z user base continues to grow as they view Pinterest as a positive online oasis. This is what I was talking about earlier. People are choosing to say, I'm done with Instagram or I'm not going to have it in the first place. This is a very unpopular opinion, but we have told our children they cannot have Instagram until they're over 18. They can make a decision. My daughter's 18. She doesn't even want Instagram. So the thing that she uses the most is YouTube and Pinterest. Those are the two places. Um, I know every parent has a different outlook on Instagram and different outlook on TikTok. That's totally fine. That's just a rule for our family. So Gen Z now represents over 40% of the Pinterest user base. 40%. The platform's success with this demographic is attributed to its focus on helping users discover and act on their interests in a positive, non-toxic environment. That is incredibly important to pay attention to. Even if you're not directly marketing to Gen Z, there is probably a part of your audience or part of your products or your content that might even leak over into that. So just pay attention to the fact that that user base is growing a lot of I joked about Gen Z doesn't have any money right now. Their parents do. So just know that even if they do find a product on there, you never know if um, they're getting some extra help. So there's that. All right, number 10, the platform is transform transforming from being less ad driven to more performance driven. Okay, so this is what they say. They have prioritized improving monetization per user by introducing lower funnel tools for advertisers, such as mobile deep linking, API for conversions, 
clean rooms, I don't know what that is, and direct links. Those who adopted at least three of the tools saw an average revenue growth from 2% to 23%. So what I take away from that is that they're moving to just be less buy an ad, buy an ad, buy an ad to let's get you into ads, but we want to make sure they perform really well. And that's how we're going to get more ad revenue by showing that these perform well. You might remember, or you might not, is that Pinterest laid off a significant contracting arm of their ad department. It was based out of Utah. And the common complaint was that you would hear from ad reps at Pinterest. One, they wouldn't really understand Pinterest. And number two, they would just be like, spend more money, spend more money, spend more money. What I take away from this is that Pinterest is going, wait a minute, this model has not worked. We want people to use ads, but we want to help them get the results that they're looking for. And we want to give opportunities for them to leverage different parts of ads so that they can grow. So that is a positive step forward. I know that we're still trying to find good ad reps. We've had this, we've been on the struggle bus for years, but there's probably some good ones coming down the pike. Number 11, traffic and engagement driven to advertisers has grown substantially. So the number of clicks driven to advertisers more than doubled year over year, particularly during crucial retail periods. And Q4 ad impressions grew by 33%, making the sixth consecutive quarter of growth for ad impressions. So remember, an impression is people who saw an ad. But they're particularly calling out the number of clicks driven to those advertisers. So the more impressions you have, the more opportunity to get clicks. So that's a really great news that actually those ads are getting clicks, which are helping those retailers grow. Number 12, API for conversions is showing great success. So this says retailers who adopted API for conversions are seeing year-over-year growth in the 30% range compared to non-adopters of API for conversions who are declining. I cannot speak a whole lot to that because I don't know a whole lot behind it. So I'm just going to leave that there. And if somebody listening knows a lot about these API for, for conversions, feel free to email me. This is an exciting one. And this is the last one. A new ad partnership with Google... Surprise, surprise. Pinterest has partnered with Google to integrate third-party ads aiming to monetize currently unmonetized international markets. This integration, live for a few weeks now, is beginning to scale as anticipated. I do not know what international markets they are working on, but essentially this is what they leaned into with the Amazon third-party ads. So what it's saying is that if you are an Amazon seller and you have access to their ads, you can put an ad on Pinterest that goes directly to your Amazon shop. Now it's saying that there are Google ads that can also be done in that same way, where they can be done through the Google platform, put onto Pinterest, and then they're directed back to where they want this particular ad to go. I think that's a pretty interesting thing to test out. I'm not surprised by it because of... Bill's history with Google. But I do think that it's a great step forward in getting more options for monetization through ads. So all in all, my summary is this, is that Pinterest is healthy. Pinterest is growing. Pinterest is very focused on being a positive environment, particularly for Gen Z. 
They're getting smart about their ads and they want to be really strategic with how they help advertisers really get as much as they need from what they're investing. And then they're getting really smart and strategic about helping their end users find what they're interested in, create boards, and then find more content. What does this mean for you as a marketer? It means a lot of really great things. One, paying attention to what types of boards are being created. I believe if you go into Pinterest analytics, you look down at the pins that are being saved. You can go to that and you can see what boards they're being saved to. Those names of those boards might be helpful in you kind of naming some of your own boards or using those keywords. Number three, you can continue to support the positive online environment by creating great content that supports people looking for things that make their life better and add value. And last of all, Pinterest isn't going anywhere. There wasn't anything in here that would indicate to me that Pinterest is on a downward spiral or they're not doing well or they're not making significant improvements. I, I love reports like this because I think that they're doing great things over there. And I love that we get to help our clients, help our community leverage Pinterest as a really great marketing option for their business. Alrighty, share this podcast with anybody who geeks out over investor reports and wants to know, hey, how is Pinterest doing in 2024? And if you have not left a review for the podcast, I would be so honored if you would take five seconds, hit the five star button. And if you want to leave us a review, please do that as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Simple Pin Podcast. Mm-hmm.